This podcast is going out on Monday, September the 18th. It's, I reckon it's this period of time now, isn't it, where we're going in towards, you know, the uh, run-up to the kind of festive holidays and all that. But we've got, what, two and a half months, probably till the end of November, where we can really make progress in our business. And this is the time to get out there now, isn't it, and go networking and meet new contacts, deliver your little elevator pitch, all that sort of stuff. And interestingly... That's what I was doing for a session for a group last week. So I was delivering them a presentation skills session and they asked me specifically to do some stuff around their elevator pitches, their 60-second pitches, because a lot of them, well, in fact, all of them, I think, who were there were kind of avid networkers. So they didn't need persuading to go networking. They just needed persuading to do something different with their elevator pitch. And I thought, well, why don't I share some of the thoughts and ideas that came up from that with you in this podcast? Welcome everybody, my name is Trevor Lee and this is episode number 275 of the Better Presentations, More Sales podcast. Now, this is going out on a memorable day for me. It's the 18th of September, it's 2023. Now, the same day in 1983, 40 years ago, <laughs> gosh, that's probably before some of you were born, um, it was, the, it, was a, it was the 19th of September then, but it was the first day of my first proper job with the Lincolnshire Echo. How about that? I started as an advertising sales rep. I had no idea what an advertising sales rep did. I'd had two interviews and I still was none the wiser. But in those days, local papers were the king pins. And I thought, oh, if I get a job in the advertising department, I could probably make my way through to the sports department because I wanted to be a sports writer, really. But, you know, I stayed with the company for 29 years. In fact, I didn't even know when I joined the Lincolnshire Echo, it was part of a much bigger organisation here in the UK. So I was very fortunate. I had lots of chances to go elsewhere. And during those uh, 29 years, I learned how to present. And I did loads and loads of presentations. So uh, <laughs> I'm now sharing that knowledge with everyone else. So there we go. Now, um, just before I talk about your elevator pitch and all the other bits that might be useful from the session I did last week with an organisation... Just a couple of things to mention, and that is that I have got a course, an online course, coming out soon, okay? I'm hoping it'll be ready in the next three or four weeks, and I'm probably going to offer listeners of this podcast an opportunity to purchase the course and do a little test for me, at, you know, at a special rate, just to test it out and give me some feedback and see what you think. And don't forget, of course, if you'd like to contribute to the podcast, because I don't ask you for to join Patreon and there's... I don't do a version of this, which is kind of ad-free because I keep the ads off it anyway. But if you were to buy through your local Amazon a copy of my latest book, Seven Steps to Successful Presentations, then I get around about £5 sterling each time uh, from Amazon that I sell a book. And I give all of that to the local children's hospice. So there you go. It's a win-win situation. So what about this session I did last week and what can you learn from that? Well, I was brought in to do a presentation session for a group of business people, a lot of whom go networking. I think all of them actually go networking. And the, and the person who organised it said, well, you know, Trevor, if you can actually subtly address their elevator pitches, then that would be really, really good. So that's what we did, as well as other things as well, and I'll just share those with you. So I worked around the 7Ps model, but in this episode... It's called Improve Your Elevator Pitch, and so I've got some ideas for that. Now, how many of you, when you go to networking events, hear this when someone gets to do the elevator pitch? And maybe you do it as well. So, uh, who's next then? So, the next person in the line goes, well, my name is, I'm from, 
And this is what we do. Now, if you go to an event and you hear that as an introduction to the elevator pitch, let's say there's 30 people at your networking event and you've all had your 60 seconds and some people don't take very much over the 60 seconds. Some people go on and on and on, but they all usually start with that. My name is, I'm from, we do. Now, there are some who I've heard these people say this as well. They think, well, everybody knows them, so they, they don't do that bit. They say, well, you all know me anyway. <laughs> so I don't need to explain who I am, but uh, I'm here if you need me. Honestly, I mean, have you heard people say that? I have. It's amazing, isn't it? And they just assume that you know everything about them. And, you know, when you think about it with the challenges, one of the challenges I think businesses have when they're interacting with their customers is that they, they need to remember and you need to think about this as well as listeners. You know, how many of your customers know everything about what you have to offer? Yeah, because there's a big, it's very easy to assume, isn't it, that your customers know all your products and services. And very often they don't. And the last thing you want to hear from a customer is, wow, Trevor, oh, if only I'd known you did that, I wouldn't have bought it from someone else. So what was my advice to uh, move away from the my name is, I'm from, we do, which in my, in my <laughs> I describe this as the, as the, uh, the uh, elevator pitch version of death by PowerPoint. <laughs> okay, I, I need a better phrase than that. So if you've got a better phrase for that, then let me know. But you all know what I mean. Well, to me, any presentation has to do the following four things. And they, they're four E's, if you like. It has to engage the audience. It has to educate them. It has to enthuse them and it has to, to a degree, entertain them. And that applies to your elevator pitch. Now, you might have 60 seconds to do that engagement, education, enthuse and entertain. So what was my recommendation? What was my thoughts to the audience at the time? And by the way, we did a little thing called Eights Will Elevate. Um, they hired me for half a day and I did explain that there wouldn't be time for them all to do a practice elevator pitch but we did eights will elevate, which means we did a little draw. I used these big cards and all that bit of razzmatazz. That's the entertainment bit, actually. And we go around the table and everybody picks a card. And if you pick an eight, then you will deliver your elevator pitch. So that was all, that was all a bit of fun. And again, you can learn from that with your presentations, can't you? I mean, how many times when you do a presentation or a pitch, do you think about adding something in there, like the giant cards that I use on this occasion? Or do you avoid that because you think, oh, that's too complicated or they won't find it funny or actually I'm too serious about this? You know, because when people are, you know, don't forget when people are buying from you and people do buy from people, let's not forget that, folks. They're looking at you and thinking, will this be interest? Will this be an interesting person, an interesting company to work with? And frankly, you might really know your stuff, but if you're not very interested and you're pretty dull, then, well, I think, you know, is that going to put me off? I think it might do, you know, because if it's not going to be much fun working with you, then maybe I won't bother. I'll go somewhere else and risk that they uh, do know their stuff. You know, clearly, if they're great fun, but they're useless, then I'm not going to go that direction as well. So engage and educate. Often in your elevator pitch, they're the same thing. And my recommendation was instead of starting with my name is I'm from we do is to start off with something about your industry or your sector that shows your knowledge, but also shares something that your audience won't know. And there was a guy there who did health and safety stuff. And he started in his, you know, once we'd had, you know, once he'd thought about this, he started with a health and safety stat about a fine that had been put on. I won't mention the company, but it was a worldwide well-known company, a fine they'd had for an accident that had been caused by a lack of health and safety. 
And it was a it was a little bit scaremongering. And he tried to say, I don't really want to scaremonger people, but it really got everybody's attention who was in the room at the time. And he proved that if you could start that, it was much more interesting than saying, My name is, I'm from, and this is what we do, kind of thing. In his in this case, health and safety, you know. God. You know, I mean, I've uh, and if you deliver professional services, you know, I've heard people go, oh, and we deliver, we do uh, all the usual accountancy services, but we do them differently to everybody else. How do you do that then? Do you uh, get the sums wrong? (laughs) I think they were trying to make a point about personalization or something like that, but it didn't really work. Um, So if you can come up with a big stat to start your elevator pitch, you will stand out. Because uh, people will be so used to expecting you to say who you are that they'll be surprised and they will listen. And if the stat is relevant to your audience, then that's ideal. And, of course, it's got to be relevant to your sector as well because you're basically saying, look, here's a stat you all need to be aware of and you need to, you know, I can help sort it out for you. I'm working with a company at the moment on who do cybersecurity and their elevator pitch is now based on this, on a stat they've got which says something like 82% of cybersecurity issues within organisations are caused by human error. So they put, you know, the, the lack of training, the basic human errors that people make in companies is putting, is causing 82% of, you know, of errors that lead to some sort of security breakdown in an IT, IT function. Now that, you know, gets people thinking, bloody hell, you know, well, how, you know, that's amazing. So... Anything you can come up with, a big stat about your sector, your business, your industry, whatever it might be, is going to help you stand out. So that was the point I made to them. And then, of course, you can infuse people within that 60-second elevator pitch by then putting forward a couple of ways that they can create a solution for that, which subtly involve you. And then at the end, you can say, then you can go for your name and how to people to contact you and what to do next. And don't forget, at, at a you know, networking event, chances are you wearing a name badge anyway, so you, people can already see who you are. So you don't need to repeat that bit. So that was kind of what we thought, what we worked on for our elevator pitch. So if you want to improve your elevator pitch, you know, think about what you can do. If you've got that 60 seconds, try and avoid the, my name is, this is, you know, I'm from and this is what we do. Because if everybody else has done that and there's 24 people done that in front of you, then whew, that's not going to be great, is it? Now, the rest of the session was built around the seven Ps. The, I've mentioned that in the book already. From purpose, why are you presenting? Why are you there in the first place? And you could, you could address that if you go into that networking with your elevator pitch. Why am I here? Why have I just turned up networking? Is it because, you know, I've got nothing else to do and I fancy a social and a nice bit of breakfast or lunch or whatever it is? But you've got to go with a purpose, you know. There's somebody you particularly want to meet. You know, is that the outcome, ideal outcome for you? All those sort of things, you know. And the people bit, that's the number two of the seven Ps model. Who's going to be there when you do your 60-second elevator pitch and you listen to people talking about it? So anyway, we had a great fun morning and um, it worked really well. And one of the things that I love to do on these sessions is number five of the five, uh, the seven Ps is PowerPoint. And I talk about slides and, you know, how to, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you heard me banging on so much about don't put all those words on the slides because that's what causes death by PowerPoint. And uh, when I do these workshops, I do a little test to prove to the audience that's what it is. So we get to the elevator pitch, uh, sorry, the uh, 
PowerPoint part of the session, step number five in the seven Ps, and I've got a prize. I'm, I'm offering a couple of copies of the book, and I simply say to the audience, right, write down, okay, how many slides I've used so far in this session this morning. Now, bear in mind, we are usually about, it's a, it was a three-hour session, and we were just coming up to the coffee break, so we were a bit late starting because of the traffic and all that, so we've probably only been going... I don't know, an hour and 10 minutes, an hour and 15 minutes, something like that, maybe an hour and 20 tops. So think about that, you know. So I asked the question, how many slides? And then I got people to, you know, swap answers and then read them out. And the average answer was around 20 slides, okay? Bizarrely, three people said 25 and two people said 14. So <laughs> they were looking at each other's answers or what. Uh, but anyway, the average, I don't know, I didn't calculate the average, but it felt like about... 20. And the actual answer was 107. So they thought I'd all use, most of them thought I'd use 20 slides, I'd actually used 107. And it happens every time, every time I do this. So if you hire me in now to do this uh, session for your company, you're not allowed to take part in the PowerPoint guessing competition because you know where this is going, okay. But the point is that if you do, you know, with slides, you can use as many slides as you like. It's just what's on the slides. And if any of you have uh, checked out my webinars that are online, you know, I've got four webinars, you can uh, evergreen webinars, you can find on my website, trevorjlee.com. You will see my kind of slides, which are usually images that are relevant to what I'm talking about and maybe two or three words on each one. I'm just checking. I've got it on screen. And I did... I did do a slide with one, two, three, four, five, seven words and a question mark. Whoa, blimey. I think that was the most wordy slide I had. Oh, actually, no, I lie. I put up an, a, an example of an agenda slide as something not to do at the start of your presentation, and that's got quite a few words on. Oh, and by the way, those seven words, and this is really important if you do an elevator pitch or a presentation or any sort of pitch, the question to ask yourself are those seven words, and they are simply this. What might you do differently next time? Okay, that is a, such a powerful question to ask yourself. So whether you're making a call, you're making a visit, you're doing a Zoom thing, you're doing a pitch, you're doing a presentation, you're networking with an elevator, whatever it is, just ask yourself that question because then you'll find something, and when I mean differently, it usually means better. So you'll find something out there that will make it better and more different for you. So there you go. So next time you go to your elevator pitch, try not to go, my name is, I'm from, and we do. Think of that big stat, that headline statement, or whatever it is, and take along a little prop maybe as well. Yeah, it could be something that will just be memorable and unusual. I used to go to these networking events and just a very simple thing. I just took a branded notepad and a branded pencil and I handed them around the table. This, this works if there's, you know, in a table of, you know, sometimes these networking things you are in tables, round tables, seven or eight people and you just do your elevator pitch to those people. Works really, really well. And I used to say this, this is the most important thing you're going to take away today because you can quickly write down all the great ideas you're going to hear in a minute from the main speakers. So there we go. So there we go. I hope that helps you with your elevator pitch. All right. So every time we do a presentation, you know, we need to think about getting better. That's why this podcast is called Better Presentations, More Sales, because if you do better presentations, better pitches, better demos, 
you will create more sales. And that's what we're here to do, isn't it? That's what it's all about. So there we go. That's the end of another episode, folks. Um, you know, do uh, leave a review, do share it, do comment on LinkedIn if you'd like. And if you'd like to come on this podcast, you may have never been on a podcast before. I get tons of people wanting to come on the podcast. Usually they've been on hundreds of podcasts somewhere else as well. And I think it'd be quite nice to get some new people on the podcast who've never been podcasting before. We'll do it on Zoom. It's very easy to set up and I'll make it very easy for you to be a guest. Okay, I've got a running podcast. It's called Running 44 at 60. And virtually everybody I have on there is a first time podcaster. So if you're concerned about, you know, thinking, oh, I can't do that, Trevor. I can't go on your podcast. I'll, I'll, not, I'll dry up. I won't know what to say. Don't worry. I will hold your hand, talk you through it and make you into, well, not a podcast star, but at least you can say, oh, I appeared on a podcast with Trevor Lee. Fantastic. So drop me that email, podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk. And don't forget, if you want to say thanks for this, you know, all the episodes and all the great stuff that's coming out on the podcast, then do buy a copy of the book on your local Amazon, Seven Steps to Successful Presentations and all the proceeds, the royalties, whatever they're called, go to the Children's Hospice Southwest. And finally, of course, if you think, well, that sounds a pretty good session you did there, Trevor. Oh, we'd like a session like for our people. So depending on where you are in the world, we can do it on Zoom or we can do it in person. Drop me that note, podcast at trevorleemedia.co.uk or just go to the website, trevorjlee.com and all the way through, you will find opportunities to book a 15-minute call with me on Zoom, you know, no fee or anything like that, just to talk about what you've got an idea, what your idea is, and then I can work out whether I might be able to help you deliver it or not. Okay, thanks for listening. See you next time.